Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, Dade, Chapter 11. What's wrong? Kayla asked the second Dade got off the phone. His mouth went tight, and he squeezed his eyes shut for a moment before he answered. It's misty, he finally said. Grayson had flagged her bank account. It's routine when monitoring a suspect, you might try to flee. Kayla was about to argue that suspect label, but Dade's expression had her holding her tongue and waiting. About 20 minutes ago, Misty cleaned out her account. A detective at SAPD immediately tried to call her, but she didn't answer her phone. So the detective called her apartment. Misty's roommate answered and told him that Misty had packed up and left. Dade called Kayla. She stole her roommate's handgun. Oh, mercy. Not this. Not now. What the heck was Misty thinking? This would only make her look guiltier if that was possible. SAPD is looking for her, Dade added. Of course they would. <clears throat> and they, and then they would drag her back in for questioning. Kayla didn't know what she feared most, that her sister was in danger or that Misty was running because she had some part in the two attacks. Kayla's breath broke before she could choke back the sound. And just like that, Dade was there, gathering her up in her arms. She's my sister, Kayla managed to say, and that seemed to be enough explanation because Dade only made a sympathetic sound of agreement. I want her safe. I don't want her out there running around with a gun. Dade not will find her. The fear must have flashed through her eyes because Dade said, Don't go there, he insisted. We'll find her and talk to her. That's all. Please, she begged, tell them not to shoot her. No need to tell them that because the cops know she's scared and on the run. They're trained to handle situations like this, Kayla. His voice was so calm, so reassuring. And Kayla believed him because the alternative was too hard to accept. It'll be okay, he promised. They brushed a kiss on her temple, pulled back so they were eye to eye. That was always a dangerous stance for them because it also meant they were close to being mouth to mouth. I can't believe this is happening. Kayla whispered, that included Misty, the attacks, and yes, even this bizarre attraction to date. I'm terrified for my sister, and I miss Robbie so much. Breaks my heart to know that he's in danger. He's just a baby. Yeah, he used the pad of his thumb to swipe a strand of hair away from her face. Like everything else, the embrace, the temple kiss, the simple touch, all those things seemed far too intimate. Ditto for the way Dade dipped his head. Kayla braced herself for a bone-melting kiss, but what? But with Dade's mouth and breath closing in on her, he only shook his head. Let me call Grayson and see how close he is to current things with the new safe house. Dade took out his cell, pressed in some numbers, and then put the call speaker. Grayson, it's me, he said when his brother answered. Everything is okay, he immediately said. I have two Texas Rangers en route, and once they're here, I can head out to pick up some supplies. Then we can make arrangements to bring Kayla out here. She heard what Grayson said, but it was hard to concentrate because in the background, she also heard her son. Robbie was laughing. I need to say hello to him, Kayla insisted. Grayson didn't argue, and soon the sound of Robbie's laughter got closer and closer. Hi, Robbie, it's Mommy. Kayla tried to keep the fear out of her voice. Not easy to do, but she obviously succeeded because Robbie squealed with delight. He's been a really good boy, Connie let her know. That put a lump in her throat. Tell him I love him and that I'll see him soon.
Kayla moved away from the phone so that Bobby wouldn't hear her cry. They talked with his brother a little while longer, and judging from the conversation, they were working out how she would be transported from town and out to the new safe house. Of course, she would have to be back in Silver Creek to testify. If Charles didn't get another trial delay, that is, you okay? Dade asked her when he entered the call, slipped his phone in his pocket, and pulled her into his arm. No. Kayla didn't even try to lie to Dade. Besides, he could see her tears. He kissed one of them off. Kids are tough, he told her. Robbie probably thinks this is some kind of adventure. He's safe, and right now that's all that matters. Dave was right. Thanks to Grayson and him, they had her son out of danger, and she too was safe in Dave's arm. I keep ending up here, she whispered. The corner of his mouth, yeah. Eventually, we'll have to do something about that but it didn't sound as if he intended for that something to include staying away from her. Just the opposite. Dade lowered his head, leaned in, just as there was a knock at the door. They flew apart, but not before their visitor got a good look at their near lip lock. Nate, they greeted his twin. Nate nodded, but there was no greeting in his eyes or the rest of his body. He obviously didn't approve of what he'd walked in on, and why would he? Nate still lumped her in the same category as Preston and Charles. We located Brennan, Nate explained, sounding all caught. A Texas Ranger is escorting him here. Funny, when Kayla had seen Nate on the computer screen during Misty's interview, he looked calm and in charge, but in person, she could see the nerves right there at the surface. Nate had the rylan intensity in spades. His lawyer has filed a motion to throw out Flynn's confession. Nate added, Dinkers, on what ground? Miss Burkhardt claims that Flynn isn't mentally stable, that he's had several stints in psychiatric facilities, and that when you interrogated him, he was in need of his medicine. She also says you exacerbated Flynn's condition by lying to him about his son. Kayla wanted to curse him. Please tell me he's not going to walk. She begged that man tried to kill us, and he put my baby in grave danger. Something went through Nate's ice-gray eyes. Sympathy, maybe, because he too was a parent. I'll do everything humanly possible to keep him behind bars. Nate rarely scrubbed his hand over his face, a gesture that reminded her of Dade. They, were, they weren't identical, but they were like in so many ways. What about the gun Flynn mentioned? Dade asked. Is the lawyer trying to kill the warrant? <laughs> she wasn't fast enough. Nate didn't smile exactly, but there's some relief in his expression. SAPD already has it. An officer is heading over to Flynn's place now. The warrant allows them to search only the safe, though, so let's hope Flynn wasn't lying. Yes, and while they were hoping, Kayla added that maybe the gun could be used to put Flynn and Charles behind bars for the rest of their lives. Is this lawyer working to keep Charles out of out on bond? Kayla, probably, need a minute, but until the question of Flynn's sanity is decided, we can act in good faith and hold Brennan. Of course, with his connections, he might be able to find a judge who will speed through the sanity decision. So they might not have much time. I'd like to be there when you interrogate Charles, Kayla insisted. Maybe I can rile him enough that he'll admit to something wrong. Nate shook his head and moved back. Can't do that for one thing. Darcy Burkhart won't allow. He said the attorney's name like the worst of profanity. They'd stepped out as well. When Kayla looked into the hall, she saw why. Charles was there. We have to follow the rules to a T, Nate said to her. His voice was whispering out. I don't want to give Brennan a chance to a free pass. Then Nate stepped aside. However, there is no law against you speaking to your former father-in-law if you happen to run into him. Like now, for instance. Kayla nodded. Thank you. It was a concession that Nate didn't have to allow her. Now she only hoped she could do something with it. She maneuvered around Dave. 
and Nate and started up the hall. There was a Texas Ranger on Charles's right side, and he stopped when Charles did. Charles had the gall to smile at him. Caleb, pretty as a picture, he peered. I was nearly a dead picture. Someone tried to kill me again. She didn't wait for him to deny it. Kaylee got closer and leaned in. You might try to, you might think you hold the cards, but you don't. If you ever want to see your grandson again, then hire the hired gun stop now. Of course she need never intended for Robbie to be in the same vicinity as his grandfather, but her son was the only leverage she had. His smile faded. I would never endanger my grandson, and I will see him one way or another. Now if not if you're behind bars, she fired back. Your hired gun rolled on you, Charles. Danny Flynn said you sent him to kill me. The anger flashed across his face and quickly left, as the smile had done. Flynn's a lunatic and a liar. I fired him, you know, weeks ago, and this is all to get back to me. She hated that the lies came so easily to him and hated the sound of the woman's footsteps behind her. Kayla knew it was the attorney, and the woman would soon put it into this. Who helped you put these texts together? Kayla demanded. And she prayed he didn't say her sister's name. Was it Winston Calhoun? This this conversation is over, Miss Burkhardt said before she even reached them. But Kayla didn't give up. Who was it? She latched onto Charles's arm. Carrie Collins? Still no reaction. So Kayla tried again. Alan Bowers? Now there was a reaction. Charles smiled returned. Alan, he murmured. Now, there's a man with secrets. He landed put his mouth there. Ask him if he's had anything to drink lately. I think he prefers scotch on the rocks. Kayla pulled back, shocking her eye. What the heck does that mean? But Charles didn't get a chance to answer. His attorney wrenched him out of Kayla's grip and marched him down the hall toward the interrogation room. Nate and the ranger were right behind them. What was that about? They'd ask her. Kayla had to shake her head again. I'm not sure. Charles could be trying to put the blame on Alan. Or maybe that's where the blame should be. I'll talk to Alan again, Dade assured her. And he phoned the other deputy, Melissa Garza, Mel, as Dade called her. He asked her to round up the available suspects for another interrogation. Good. Kayla wanted them questioned again. Well, this could all be part of the game. No accomplice, just Charles and his two gunmen. Flynn and Salvetti, one of them dead and the other was in custody. She wanted to believe that meant things were looking up, but they were dealing with Charles here. They'd stared down, started down the hall, but first he grabbed a picture of his grandfather from the desk. I like to try a little experiment, he explained. Caught up with the others and ducked into the interrogation room where Mason and Nate were with Charles and his attorney. He handed the picture to Nate and then whispered something that Kayla couldn't hear. Let's watch. They caught on to her and led her into the room with the two-way mirror. She watches Nate set the photo in front of Charles. Nate didn't say a word, even when both Charles and Miss Burkhart gave him a questioning glance. What am I supposed to do with this? Charles said. Look at him. Nate explained. See if you recognize anyone. Nate suddenly looked calm and in control. Mason, on the other hand, looked like himself, as if he preferred to beat a confession out of Charles. Caleb was in Mason's camp right now. I wish that could happen. Charles did pick up the picture, and a thin smile moved over his Your grandfather, he said without hesitation. A complex man. Because her arm was neck to day, she felt him stiffen. Inside the interrogation room, Mason and Nate had similar reactions. You knew Chet McLaurin? Nate asked. <laughs> what does this have to do with my client's current situation? Miss Burkhardt interrupted. Nothing, Charles assured her. He pushed the foot away. You said those files from his office were missing? Kayla nodded. But I doubt he destroyed them. He probably just probably has storage facilities somewhere. Well, things settle down here. 
I'll like and see what I, I'll look and see what I can find. That left Caleb with a sickening feeling. Everything Charles touched turned bad. She hoped he hadn't had any kind of connection with Dade's grandfather. It was obvious Dade loved Chet McLaurin, and Charles shouldn't be able to hurt the few good childhood memories that Dade and his brother had about the man. She remembered the silver concho in her pocket and eased her hand over it. It was silly, but just having that piece of Dade so close to her made her feel better. But it was more than that. She was starting to feel protective of his family, as if she had some right to protect, some need, and she couldn't feel that way. That was a sure path to a broken heart. Charles's lawyer started the session with some legal seas about the banality of Flint's confession. Nate countered with some legal seas of his own, and only then did Kayla remember that Nate had a law degree as well. Kayla was trying to sort through what they were saying when Deputy Mel appeared in the doorway. She got off the phone for Nate. It's... It's SAPD calling about the search warrant, the deputy explained. I figured you'd want to talk to them. Dade practically snatched the phone from her. Deputy Dade Ryland. Caleb moved closer, trying to hear the conversation, but the discussion being piped in from the interrogation room blocked out whatever was being said. Plus, Dade wasn't giving anything away. Do that ASAP. Dade instructed he and then call. Did they find anything in the safe? Caleb immediately. Yeah, they turned for the door. Now let's see if it's important for this investigation. That's all Dade said before he turned the camera on and darted out into the interrogation room next door. His entrance grabbed everyone's attention, and the lawyer was no doubt on the verge of objecting when Dade bracketed his hands on the interrogation table and got right in Charles's face. SABD just executed the search warrant of Danny Flynn's safe, and he waited seconds gone by. So, the lawyer and Charles said in unison, Dade glanced at his brother. They found a gun, a thirty-eight, and a spin bullet. Kayla wouldn't believe it. Flynn had told the truth. Well, about that anyway. Why do you know? What do you know about that gun? Dade demanded. Charles pulled back his shoulders. His only reaction before he tried, I know nothing about it. And when you test it, as I'm sure you will, you still won't be able to link it to me. Because I didn't have anything to do with that gun or anything else in Flynn's safe. They didn't pull back. That's because you're a coward. You hired people to do your killing. The lawyer objected, of course. Nate countered that objection while they were engaged in verbal banter. Dade and Charles just stared at each other. Except Charles' expression was more of a glare now. Good. They did manage to hit a nerve, and that wasn't easy to do. Kayla went closer to the tenor speaker mounted on the wall so she wouldn't miss any of the conversation. If the gun's not connected to you, Dade said to him, then why would you disgruntled former employee lead us right to it? Charles' glare softened in the cockiness return. Do you want me to guess where Notchop would keep a gun and a shell casing in his safe? Sure, guess. They had some cockiness, too. I think Flynn was hiding the secret, Charles calmly provided. What kind of secret? They demanded over the protest of the attorney. Charles waved off his lawyer, then smiled a smile that only he and Satan could have managed. Just guessing here, mind you, Charles said, his voice low and calculated. But I think it's a secret that could bring you Ryland boys to your knees. End of chapter 11.